0: Hey, you're listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information and free resources, you can check out SovereignGraceMusic.org. Thanks for joining us.
1: Welcome back. I am David Zimmer.
0: I'm Bob Coughlin.
1: And this is Sound Plus Doctrine. We are uh, so... Happy that you would join us. This is part two of uh, Music is Great, Jesus is Greater. So if you uh, didn't catch our um, first podcast about this topic, uh, go back and make sure you listen to that. Yes. Uh, But last week we left off um, talking about signs that music might be greater than Jesus in Mm. people's Mm. eyes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, We talked a little bit about personally and congregationally but I want to talk more about that.
0: Yeah, I think I, that's that whole area can be developed because you know, you hear the, you hear that even the title music is great, Jesus is greater. You know, if you're a Christian, you love Jesus, you you know he's saved you. you go, of course, yeah, yeah. But I don't think we <laughs> we mm-hmm. get all the signs that that might not be true. So mm-hmm. I think last time we talked about um, you know, for people in our church, like, how do you know if, like, the people in your, your congregation are valuing music more than they value who Jesus is and what he's done? I think I, one of the first things I said was um, they tend to respond e- emotionally more to arrangements mm. and instrumentation than content. Mm. So it's, you know, you might do a song and, um, it's it's they come up to you afterwards and they say oh man what that guitar player did like after the after the second verse was so great and it, that's not a good thing i mean they could be trying to be encouraging but that's mm. that's not necessarily the best thing um another sign is that uh you know people think the singing is boring they they just they don't get into it now I should say it's possible for uh, for people to lead music in a boring way. So mm. that's that that could be a legit complaint. Yeah. Um but it could also be a sign that, you know, the music isn't isn't creative enough. It's mm. uh, you know, you you're not giving me enough feel-goods in terms of um like what's going on, video and like dynamic changes and you know, it's, so it's just boring when what we really want to lead people into is is valuing the content, mm-hmm. is valuing the gospel truths that have changed our lives. You know, the greatness of God, his beauty, his majesty, his awesomeness, his holiness, his greatness. Those are the things that should affect us. So when someone says, you know, we've just sung all these songs about you know the greatness of God in Jesus Christ, and they come up to you afterwards and say, that was boring. Hmm. it that that might say more about their hearts hmm. than it does you know someone's leadership
1: yeah well I, I was also just gonna mention that it's really freeing to hear that it isn't contingent upon the arrangement or just the arrangement Absolutely. or just the musicians or just the yeah. worship leader because there's so many churches that do not have. Phenomenal musicians, or well, most churches. Let's be honest, (laughs) that don't have a good good singers or a good choir or good instrumentation, or and so that feeling of the the burden of it sounding amazing every Sunday. it's a really freeing thought that it has to be the doctrine, it has to be the theology. It's the truth. The The truth of what we're singing. I mean, that's the biggest difference.
0: You know, I've been married 43 years to Julie, 44 um, this year, 2020, and I I never get tired of thinking about her. Mm. You know, it's not like oh, you know, you're the same. Oh my gosh, (laughs) you You know. Now we look for creative places to go, creative things to do, and you know, Mm -hmm. but it's but it's her. It's it's it'd be like saying you know, we we go on a date night every Monday night, and um, well. Covid has changed things a little bit, but we're back. (laughs) We're back in the schedule again, and um, you know it'd be like saying to someone, "Yeah, I love date nights. Um, Yeah, I just they're just amazing. I just I I love like going out out to eat and going you know movies, which I don't anymore right now, and uh, you know doing all. And it really doesn't matter if Julie's there or not. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to make sure I have an exciting time, and I do. And you know that that kind of misses the whole point. I mean, I can go out with Julie and do something pretty mundane. I mean, the other night we were out sitting in a restaurant and she said, "Yeah, what do what do you want to do now?" And I said, "Just what we're doing. <laughs> just, you know, just sit here talking. Yeah. That's what I want to do." Yeah, that's and a great analogy. It, it's it's so easy for us to mistake the trappings yeah. of, you know, congregational worship right. for the reason we've gathered in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, so that'd be another uh, way we can possibly see that people value music more than Jesus. Another thing is when the people in our congregation ask to sing songs that are popular mm. but theologically shallow or vague. Mm. You know, I heard this song on the radio, it's really great. Hey, can we do this? We should do it. We should do it yeah. on Sunday. And yeah. then you, you say, hey, thanks for telling me, you know, asking for that. And you look at it and you go, oh, yeah, well, I mean that it's okay, mm. but it's it's not great. And mm. but they keep coming to you with requests like that they're not thinking about who they're singing about so much as the fact that this makes me feel good this sounded good yeah, this makes yeah. me feel
1: good it's from a great band or whatever
0: and we have a responsibility then to teach them mm-hmm. to train them mm-hmm. to, to either through a conversation or even congregationally you can you can let people know you know we're going to do this song And you know the reason why we choose songs here is because we want to enable the word of christ to dwell in people I love richly that. Yeah. and yeah. you know just help people understand you don't just pick what's popular Yeah, I mean, what's popular may be great for your church, but it might not be. Yeah, and so if someone is is coming up to you regularly and saying, you know, I like this song, I like this song, this song, yeah, it's not, I don't, you know, I'm not sure about everything it says, or but, but I just love to sing it. Mm -hmm. That's a sign they might be valuing music more than Jesus. Yeah, and then one more is just that. you know <laughs> the people in our church have a hard time worshiping the lord in song with people who don't like the same kind of music mm. there's this thing happening a, f- um, a couple decades ago maybe and i'm i'm sure it's still happening you know the whole seeker sensitive movement when mm-hmm. churches began offering different meetings for people with different musical tastes mm-hmm. you know in the short run that seems like such a good idea because you know, I can go to a meeting where I like all the music. I know. But in the long run, that's that contradicts the gospel. Huh. You, you know, the gospel says what binds us together is not the music we like, but the one who has saved us. Right. You know, Ephesians 2 talks about how Jesus has broken down the dividing wall of hostility. Now it's mm. talking about Jews and Greeks there, but it just could could be talking just as well, could be talking about you know, you like country. I like rock. Right, I like right. indie. I like traditional. I like folk. Right. I like, right.
1: you know, I like the hymns. Not, I like the new yes. country, right? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's not what binds us together. Yeah. So, so we have sometimes trained people that way, which is is not biblical. It's it's not honoring what Jesus has done to make us one. Hmm. So if if people are saying, yeah, I can't you know sing sing with that group of people because they sing traditional hymns or i can't sing with them because they sing you know modern hymns or whatever it's like no it's not the music that binds us together mm. it's the blood of christ that was paid for our sins that reconciled us to god and to each other yeah that's why we're one and that's why even though we prefer different kinds of music we can still sing in the same room
1: yeah I mean, you think of churches, all different sa- shapes and sizes, and that's like the that's a huge point of contention between churches, congregations, yeah, yeah, yeah. splitting points, all yeah. of that. I mean, I mean churches
0: have divided over it. And yeah. again, I don't know if it's. I mean, I know churches that still do this, but it just doesn't seem to have quite the, you know, compelling attraction as it used to. Yeah. I hope it doesn't. Yeah. So, and maybe I... someone listening to this will. <laughs> take note.
1: I, um, I I was with a group and we played a, a really big church in Texas. And uh, I remember our rehearsal kind of green room area was a small chapel within the sanctuary, and it had a pulpit and an organ, and it had maybe 60 seats. Mm. And it was the traditional service that yeah. met at this moment in the morning. And then... The big room was for the other services, and it was this like Uh, isolation uh, section for uh, for the kind of like the old people, you know, Uh, or whoever wants to get sort of pushed into that room to do that service. And so I, that just that point of our unity in the gospel um, unifies uh, our gatherings, and it 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 uh, trumps preferences.
0: Yes, yes. Well, and. In a way, it it can make a new mediator mm. between us and God. In other words, we say I can't I can't encounter the Lord unless it's through this kind of music.
1: Right, right.
0: Actually, you can. Yeah. You know, and if if we start out a statement saying, you know, I can't encounter the Lord without
1: fill in the blank. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If that blank isn't Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Mm then then that's we're wandering in idolatry territory mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know we're saying well i this is the thing that connects me with god yeah music does not connect us with god mm-hmm. music affects our hearts it softens our emotions so that we can you know our ears can be open our eyes can be open to see who god is for us in jesus so we can hear the word of god which is actually changing us mm. but it it can't be a mediator it's wow. not the thing we need to worship God. Right. So, yeah, those uh, are some signs that people think music is greater than Jesus. Yeah. But then it's also personal. And I'd I, I like to spend yeah. some time talking about that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like for us to talk about it. Um, so I can think, yeah, my people, you know, as a leader, the people, they're having such a problem with this. And, the, you know, I need to watch this in my own heart. And mm-hmm. I think that's where as leaders, those who have responsibility for planning and leading, you know, congregational uh, worship, we have to really take our souls to task on this. Cuz the first the first sign that we might be valuing music over Jesus is is something similar to what I just said, we have a hard time connecting with God apart from music. So right. we think because we're a musician, you know, this is the time I can really connect with God. I'm a yes. piano player. I'm a guitar player. You know, that that's when I really feel. You know, like I'm near to God. No, I mean you might feel that, but First Timothy two five says there is one God, there is one mediator mm-hmm. between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And I always think about Jesus' conversation with the woman at the well. You know, which is one of the go-to passages for worship. Mm-hmm. And he's he's telling her, you know, those who worship God must worship Him in spirit and truth. The Father is seeking those who worship Him in spirit and truth. And you know, I've read that passage dozens, if not hundreds, of times, and like there is no mention of music. <laughs> like Jesus doesn't allude to choirs, bands, you know, right. synths, obviously, um, you know, cymbals, drums. any nothing, nothing, even drums. Sorry, David. Uh, it's because music is. You know, it's a. It can be a part of worship, certainly, but it's not the heart of worship. Mm. And and that should be evident as Jesus is, you know, telling the Samaritan woman what worship is, and and music isn't in sight. So it cannot be. Our relationship with God can't be dependent on it.
1: Mm. So
0: that that's one sign that, you know, we might be valuing valuing music over Jesus. Here's another. Um, we don't think non musicians can experience God's presence like musicians can.
1: Mm.
0: So we think because we're musicians, you know, we're, we're the
1: facilitating
0: the high priests. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We're going to get people into God's presence. Yeah. So I want to read this quote from uh, Harold Best, who is a wonderful book written in the 90s, Music Through the Eyes of Faith. He says Christian musicians must be particularly cautious they can create the impression that God is more present when music is being made Hmm. than when it is not, that worship is more possible with music than without it, and that God might possibly depend on its presence before appearing. That is so good. I remember so good. I remember the first time I read that I thought, yeah. "Oh my gosh, I think I'm doing this. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm like, you know, play some chords. I had a producer tell me one time, you know, if you if you play a minor 5 chord, like people's hands will start to go <laughs> up. And I thought, "Oh, man, you're <laughs> kidding me. This is not good."
1: It's funny, my mind immediately w- went there, not to the minor 5, but to the idea that it's so awkward that we're praying without music. Yeah, yeah. Or it's so awkward that, you know, we're speaking and there's not music playing. Yeah. But it's to that point, it's, it's, is the music moving us? Yeah. Is that why I'm, yeah. you know, it's like a soundtrack in a movie. Is it like, is that why I'm yes. interested in
0: what you have yeah. to say? Yeah. And the best music will support what's going on it won't compete with it mm-hmm. it'll complement it mm-hmm. you know music music definitely affects us you know it it softens our hearts can soften our hearts if it's done well to hear and understand the words we're singing and the truths we're being pointed to so you know if someone were to pr- play underneath someone praying it should be non-distracting and and the person who's playing should be listening to the person speaking mm-hmm. and just doing what's going to complement that but that is very different from bringing us into God's presence or bringing God's presence to us. Yes, yes, yes. I remember, I was at a conference years ago, and I was playing something on a synthesizer, and the the leader came back to me and said, uh, "You know, I keep playing that. There's healing in that." Hmm. <laughs> I thought to myself, "There's not healing in that." I'm just mm. playing the synthesizer. <laughs> um, we can't make those calls. Mm. You know, music is an emotional language. It it affects our emotions. Right. But unless it's combined with the truth, mm. we don't know exactly what way that's gonna go. So, so David in the Old Testament, you know, playing for Saul. People use this illustration all the time. You know, he Saul when he's 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 distraught in turmoil, you know, David comes and plays the harp for him. And plays the lyre, and you know Saul calms down. But you know what? Twice, like Saul, f- ended up throwing his spear. <laughs> so, so it's not exactly a foolproof thing, you know. Where and music... every
1: leader has wanted to throw some object at a guitar player for noodling.
0: <laughs> this is true. Don't do it. So, so here's the verse that has relevance to this point, which mm. is you know thinking that. Music can bring us into God's presence. Mm. It, it can't. Jesus brings us into God's presence. Mm. So Hebrews 10, 19 through 22, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the yeah. holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that He opened for us through the curtain that is through His flesh, mm. and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near. Mm let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for He who promised is faithful." Mm. I love that passage. Uh, oh, my. Oh, it's changed my life. Uh, mm. Because I, I would definitely be susceptible to... Have been susceptible to the fact that... Or to the idea that you know, music could kind of bring me into God's presence. Mm. Okay, here's another. <laughs> um, is it okay if I just go through yeah, these like it's this? Great. Um it's so helpful. Well, you know, as a leader, because there's, there's one, uh, two more, there's one I want to get to that um, is most on my heart. But as a leader, you find that the time you spend with your band, with your musicians, is mostly spent giving musical direction and minimizing or completely ignoring spiritual direction.
1: Yes. The pressure, the Sunday pressure to to have the arrangement nailed, Mm -hmm. the transitions nailed, Mm -hmm. you know, our musicians prepared or whatever, but missing, but could potentially miss the point.
0: Uh, That's right. So it's like you, you know, you put your ladder up and you climb to the top of it and you find you're at the wrong wall. Yeah. You know, um, we don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure. Now, skill, there's a place for skill, artistry, excellence. But all of that has a purpose. Mm. Remember, a few years ago, um, we were we were practicing on a Sunday morning, and the the sound system crashed, and so we were there just sitting around, you know, just kind of hanging around. <laughs> and, what do we do now? Uh, yeah, what do we do now? <laughs> so I thought, you know what? I plan the liturgy every Sunday, so and there's always a purpose to that. There's intentionality in it. So gather the whole band, I said, hey, let's get together and talk through what we're doing this morning. Mm. You know what? I've done that every Sunday since,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because I re- and then we prayed afterwards. I realized that what that does was kind of set the set the tone for everything else that was going to happen. You yes. know, we come in, we get our monitor set, and you know, make sure everybody can hear. It. And then we, they all come to the middle, and we talk about what we're going to walk through. Mm-hmm. This is why we're using this call to worship. Mm. This, is, this was based on something that was said last week. This is why we're doing these songs that flow from here to here. This is why we're reading this scripture. This is how that scripture leads into this song. This is... You know, and it gives people the sense that, okay, there's a purpose to all this. There's a, there's a meaning to it. There's mm. content to it. So I was at a church one time visiting, and um, you know, the leader before the service um, you know, spent the last few minutes just giving musical cues. I mean, I appreciated that, but it's not the musical cues that are gonna change people's hearts. Mm. It may make it less of a distraction, but really what I want everybody playing and singing to be thinking about is how the Son of God left His throne above. To Mm. live a perfect life for us, to become like us, Mm. to become one of us, live in our place, die in our place, Mm. rise from the dead for us, so that we could know the mercy of God, so that we could know the love of God, and doesn't that make you want to sing? That's what I want them thinking about. Yeah. So, well, in front of from an instrumentalist standpoint,
1: it's so easy to prioritize the arrangement. Oh yeah. It's so yeah. easy to prioritize. And arrangements aren't bad. Right, exactly. <laughs> but but when when we're being drawn into the text, like even this first song, this is why we, we picked this first song. And yeah. it's this one line I want you to focus on.
0: Yeah.
1: It's hard to get around that. Like yeah. that is why I want to play this song. Yes. And so I think it's so helpful for your instrumentalists to not only talk about arrangement, but mm. drawing spe- specific yes. specificity out of each song, yep. and I've, I've seen you do that in your ministry, um, and it's so helpful for instrumentalists to not just be thinking parts.
0: Well, I remember the first few times I saw you at the Resolve Conferences back in California a number of years ago, and thinking this... You were singing to every song. Mm. And I thought that's how a drummer should be playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, when there was passion, it was like you were just belting out the words, and you know, it was like these truths are moving mm-hmm. him more than pounding his drums. Mm. And so, and you know, you're an amazing drummer, but it it came across as there's something I value more than music, mm. and it's the the Savior who has redeemed me. So, thanks for your example. Okay, yeah. last thing. Yeah, and of course we talk about many more. I'm hoping we will talk many more.
1: There should be a part three today. There's this. gonna be part three, yeah. yeah there wonderful. has to be um,
0: <laughs> how do you know that that you might be valuing music more than Jesus mm. when you're when you're writing and leading songs but aren't living in the good yeah. of those songs? Yeah, right. So mm. uh, Yeah. So I I met uh an individual one time who was well known producer, songwriter, um was able to get coffee with him and um you know, I learned that uh he was doing very badly in his marriage and uh mm. struggling with uh drinking and lived with an inner rage in his heart towards God. Mm. And I just sat there across from, him. and we had a good conversation. Um, but I just sat there thinking, "Do you not believe mm-hmm. the things that you're leading and writing and producing?" Is, it, it, you know, and we get the sense that well, it's it's true for somebody else; not true for me. Yes. You know, we, we there was a there's a leader in our city who um, a number of years ago, you know, divorced his wife, left his kids, and married someone else, and mm-hmm. it's just like. Do you you not believe what you're singing? Mm. Uh, You know, I've known more than one leader who has tried to, you know, deal with depression or um, not getting the attention they want with alcohol, Mm. with pornography, Mm. and I just think, do you not believe that Jesus really is a savior? Yeah. Like, and that means we can come to Him in whatever condition we are. And know that His blood, His death, paid for every sin, yeah. and that by His Spirit and because of God's favor towards us, we can live a different life.
1: Mm. It just—do uh, you think it's just uh, so easy to make it a job? or... Yes,
0: yes. I mean, there are lots of reasons.
1: Yeah, I that can't. That's not the only reason, but that,
0: that. No, but that's that's a good one. Yeah, it's, you just come in, you clock in, you do your thing. Yeah. It's yeah. not just a job. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and what you said, this is for this could be for someone else. It's not for me. I don't believe it anymore. Even you could get to that point. Yeah,
0: we sing. You know, we look for songs that get people going. You know, we sing. No power of hell, no scheme of man could ever pluck me from his hand. But we live in constant fear and crippling anxiety about the future. Like mm-hmm. will I get my job? Will, I, will this happen? Will we be able to have kids? I, you know, whatever. We sing, uh, you know, uh, because the sin the Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free. But like during the week, we just feel condemned. Mm-hmm. We feel guilty. We mm-hmm. feel defeated, and you know, we love singing. It is well. It is well with my soul. But you walk off that platform, and you're thinking it's mm-hmm. not well with my soul. Mm-hmm. My soul's doing terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like we, we don't really think of ourselves as, you know, telling people who Jesus is really for us and yes. for the world. Yeah. It's like we're, we're trying to give them good PR. Yes. You know, someone who's, who's a PR person will, uh, you know, say something good about a product, whether they believe it or not. I mean, you, you just got to give them good PR. And so we get to this place where we we don't really believe Jesus can deliver on his promises mm. we we don't really we, we we don't well we become comfortable leading songs with promises that we just don't believe anymore mm. and and we think that you know we call Jesus a savior, but we don't think he really saves yeah. and I want to spend the rest of my life one of the things I want to do is communicating to those who lead congregational worship that Jesus really does save. Mm. It's not a gig, it's not a job, Mm -hmm. it's not a profession, Mm -hmm. it's not a career move. I mean, God, help us. Mm. God, forgive us. And He can forgive us, He does forgive us for making it that, but that's what we read about in the Old Testament. You know when the relationship with God became a formal thing, mm. and they didn't live in the good of God's yes. covenant with them and right, His mercy right, right. and His goodness and His kindness. So, so those are signs that we're we're making music greater than Jesus, and it's not. Yeah,
1: it's not. It's such a um, it's such a profound topic, yeah, and and it's so applicable now. I mean, constantly, like you said, we have... We know people uh, that are constantly walking away because oh, they don't amen. live in the good of amen. it. Amen. Um, and they have ministries or churches or followings or what a or platform or whatever. Yeah. And so I just think it's so timely to mm. be talking about this and to continue talking about yes. this.
0: So next time, because I think we probably need to end, uh, we wanna talk about why Jesus is greater than music, because I think we can forget, Mm. and then hopefully get to uh, just ways that we can cultivate our, our love for Christ. Wonderful. Can't wait.
1: Wonderful. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Bob. My joy. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. For more information, free sheet music translations, and training resources,
0: you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.